Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. You'll be getting all kinds of great travel tips and photos and travel information. That's speakingoftravel.net. Speaking of travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport. They have five airlines, 11 nonstop destinations, and connect you to anywhere you want to go in the whole wide world. And by Appalachian Realty, they've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And remember, you can listen to Speaking of Travel anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know, I think everybody has pretty much figured out that I love to travel and I love to visit new places and experience the beauty and the food and the people of different regions. But, you know, I have some challenges sometimes when I travel because I'm a vegetarian. Now, I do eat fish, but still, in some countries, people don't have a clue what that means when you're a vegetarian. You say, no meat, please, nothing with meat. They don't even know what that means. So, So, you know, there are challenges sometimes when you're traveling. Some people are vegans that they don't meet. They don't eat meat. They don't eat dairy, fish. It's a whole lifestyle choice. Food is very powerful and it can shape your journey and really define your memories. It's also an essential part of life and community. So how you travel and be able to enjoy the whole world and what it has to offer, really, you know, you need to be thinking about your food choices. Well, my guest today is Kim Giavaco, and she's the founder and chief tour guide of Veg Jaunts and Journeys, which is a full-service travel agency and tour company and specializes in travel for vegans. Kim, it is awesome to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. You know, we live in a community where vegan, you know, people know what that means. It's a lifestyle choice. There are a lot of people here in Western North Carolina, but some people don't have a clue what that means. You could be saying you're an alien. They don't know what you're talking about. So, Kim, give us a little definition before we even move forward about what is a vegan. Okay. So there's really two terms, vegan and plant-based. And the way I like to define it is that for vegans – it's really a lifestyle. It's not just the food choices. So um, I don't um, use leather of any kind. Um, I don't eat honey. Um, I try to be a bit active with um, animal activism causes. Um, so I came into veganism for the animal rights, whereas other people might do it for the environment or for health reasons. So, you know, we all like to work together. Um, I do have to say a lot of times if people start out being plant-based, they do end up becoming vegan after a short amount of time. Um, 
But yeah, so basically no animal products of any kind, no eggs, dairy, honey. Um, th- those are the major things. That sounds very challenging to me. Um, being a vegetarian, again, that's a lifestyle choice. It was a health lifestyle choice for me personally, but that was some 40 years ago. So I never missed it. It was, you know, um, not eating meat was not such a big deal. Letting go of the fish part was more for me because I, I love fish and, Mm -hmm. and it, you know, but I don't, um, I'm not concerned about sitting down at the table with somebody who's ordering a steak. Uh, what about vegans? Is there, is there some kind of psychological or is there something? Do You know, it's hard to define. Yeah, it really depends um, on the person and why they became vegan. So I've been vegetarian for over 30 years. And for me, that was very, very easy because I really didn't. Eating meat seemed very unnatural to me. So I had no trouble at all giving it up. And that was um, right around at the end of my college years. And I was living in Boulder, Colorado, which was very similar to Asheville. And it was very easy to be vegetarian there. And so I traveled for 30 years as a vegetarian, really with not too many problems. But I never did join a group tour because I always thought I don't want to pay all this money and be limited. Like I only have one choice of what to have and probably it wouldn't be anything special. So um, and then I wanted to become vegan for several years. I didn't know any vegans at the time. And it did definitely seem challenging. Um, but once I met some other vegans um, th- and I learned about resources and they were just so helpful, then it only took me three weeks. So um, I, I really feel for people that don't have other vegans around them or that maybe live in places where it's not so easy when you go out. There aren't really vegan restaurants. Um, and... I just feel really fortunate because I have to say the majority of my friends now are vegan. And so it's it's really easy for me. Um, but I try to help other people. Um, they had the very first vegan festival in Johnson City, Tennessee, a few months ago. And they only had about 12 vendors. But I went and, you know, I met a lot of people that didn't know any other vegans. And they were just so happy for this festival. So uh, and, and lately, I've been um, getting involved with uh, even the vegan community in Greenville, South Carolina, and it's pretty active. They don't have a lot of restaurants there, but they have two potlucks a month that draw about 50 people, which is really great. So that is very substantial. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's it's not just um, a diet or a diet restriction. It's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. In terms of travel, I think one of the and especially tours, one of the main things that would come into um, regard besides the food is, um, you know, a lot of times there's very popular types of tour activities that exploit animals, such as elephant riding, um, posing with tigers, swimming with dolphins. And so I wanted to create a company that wouldn't do any of that because there are plenty of sanctuaries where you can really have a much better experience interacting with the animals or just watching them. So um, 
I was in Thailand a few years ago at a place called Elephant Nature Park, and this is a place that rescues elephants that are being used for logging and for trekking, which is when people are riding them. And um, the elephant really goes through a horrific, horrific experience in order to be ridden. So a woman, um, a Thai woman from from the northern, one of the northern hill tribes, Basically, her whole life has been devoted to rescuing animal, rescuing elephants. Actually, she also has lots of dogs at this sanctuary. And um, you can go there for just a day or for a week as a volunteer. And I was so lucky. I just went for a day. Um, but even all the food at this um, sanctuary happened to be vegan, and they're growing most of it right there. And I was in a group with about 12 people, and we were basically responsible for feeding these elephants all day and walking with them to different areas. And it, it was, I think, such such a closer experience than riding them. And so kind of the phrase is, walk beside, don't ride. And, um, you know, we, we just got to, to, to do so many things in regard to their care. And I think that that's a great model, but there's now even some parks that um, even feel that that's too much interaction. So really, traveling with you provides an opportunity to eat well to eat the the um, uh, the way that you feel most comfortable and and enjoyable um, you provide opportunities to kind of see alternatives right to what would be considered a mainstream exactly. type of trip right yeah yep. Well, thank you so much, Kim. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. We'll have Kim's podcast and so much more. Stay tuned. real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey, and I'm with Asheville Regional Airport, and I've got a travel tip for you today. We get questions like, can you cancel a flight reservation and get a refund? The short answer to this question is that, in general, no, you cannot receive a refund for most tickets purchased. The only requirement by the Department of Transportation is that airlines hold a reservation for 24 hours or refund a paid ticket, even a non-refundable one, if you cancel within 24 hours of your purchase. Many tickets are non-refundable and are listed as such when you book. Be sure to read all information about the ticket you are purchasing. If you feel that there is a chance that you might need to cancel your flight, 
be sure to check with your airline ahead of time to determine your options. Every airline has different policies, and most airlines charge fees to make changes to eligible itineraries. You may also want to consider trip insurance, which can cover your travel costs should an unexpected illness or eligible emergency occur that prevents you from being able to travel. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. What do you do when you travel and you have food restrictions? My guest today, Kim Giavaco, right, is here. Now, veganism is not a food restriction. It's not like you have some kind of you're gluten free. Explain that a right. little bit more. Right. I mean, gluten free traveling um, with a gluten sensitivity or intolerance. Um, yeah, that you have to be very careful. Um, sometimes, though, with vegans, like if you haven't had milk, say, for a very long time, and then you accidentally had some, you might not feel so well. I don't think there would be anything life-threatening. But um, I think the thing is you do know it immediately. Um, so even if you take a bite of something that, that maybe you're not used to, you realize it right away. So it's more... Um, well, there's lots of places in the world that can be vegan friendly, and you'd be surprised at some of them. So um, I actually think that Berlin, Germany is the world vegan capital. So, uh, so much so that I took a group there last year for eight days. We stayed in a vegetarian hotel. And the restaurant was about 85% vegan. And we only ate at vegan restaurants for eight days. And I don't think we even got to 25% of them. It was unbelievable. And pretty much every mainstream restaurant we walked by had a sign outside saying vegan options available. So, um, yeah, there's, I would, I think that Europe in general is much more advanced than the US right now in terms of veganism. I think a lot of it might have to do with environmentalism and that veganism is is much better for the environment and um i think really the only two countries that are not very vegan friendly in the um in europe maybe even just one and that's switzerland because it's so dairy focused and um in new england where i had moved here from um there were Lots of vegan-friendly places in um, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut, but Vermont was also difficult because of the dairy industry. Right. So, um, yeah. Well, Kim, I want to um, get a, an idea. You know, I always like to ask my guests, did you travel? You travel now. It sounds like you travel mm -hmm. a lot. You have your own travel company. Right. Did you travel when you were a child? Yes. Um I was very fortunate in that my father actually was um, a, a private pilot, so he had a small plane when I was growing up, and we would go up and down the East Coast a little bit, you know, for weekend trips and things like that. So I was never, ever afraid of flying or anything. I always loved it. Um, and uh, my parents took me to Europe for two weeks when I was... Um, 
six. But then they never went back to Europe after that. But um, I always remembered that trip fondly. And actually, for me, the travel book started by looking at Viewmaster reels. And I, I would just spend hours looking at foreign countries, um, reading any kind of childhood books that had to do with children in other countries, you know, having pen pals, that type of thing. And we had this coffee table book called The World in Focus. And really, I think it was more of a photography book than a travel book. But um, I still have it. So this book is over 50 years old. And I just used to look at those pictures all the time. And, um, you know, I lived in the suburbs in New Jersey. And for some reason, I was always fascinated with cities. Um, and I always used to like when we would go to New York a few times a year. And I just remember the first time I saw a picture of Hong Kong. And I was just fascinated. And Finally, I got to go there um, two years ago, and I, I will just never forget the first time that I saw the skyline, in, you know, in person. Um, so, yeah, I, I traveled like to visit friends around the U.S. and in college and high school, and then um, I took my first trip alone. Um, probably when I was about 25. And that was to London. So that was a good place to go on my own. And then it just skyballed. I mean, it just blew up from there. My my list never, ever gets any shorter. Um, every time I think, oh, I'm not so interested in that place, I see photographs or a friend went and then it's just another place to add to the list. So, <laughs> so when you finished college, uh, is, when did you start your company? My company only started a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. So I actually wanted to be a travel agent when I was 17. Um, it didn't work out. So I um, got a degree in geography. And um, my second job was actually for a map, a very um, old, well-regarded map and atlas company. And they actually were looking for someone with a geography degree. So that was a great environment because I was working with a lot of other geographers. Um, then I had a job in New York for the Korean tourist office. And funnily enough, that was during the 1988 Seoul Olympics. So that was exciting. Um, and then I worked um, for Walt Disney Travel Company, um, which was the part of Disney that was responsible for the bookings and reservations and working for with travel agents. Um, and then I had a job with the government of Singapore, um, not for their tourism board, but for their economic development board for 18 years. And um, I was there um, until just six months ago or so. And um, that allowed me to travel to Singapore every three years, which was great because before I was always very Europe focused. And once I got a taste of Asia, I just really loved it and um, was able to travel around to some of the surrounding Asian countries. And um, yeah, and really, Singapore felt like my second home because all of my colleagues were from Singapore. And um, I, I just really fell in love with it. And I will miss that aspect of not working for them anymore. But um, basically, the office where I was working in Boston was going to be closing and my job was going to be moving to New York, which I didn't want to do at this point in my life. Um, and um, so then I 
had the idea to start a vegan tour company. <laughs> the way that came about was kind of funny. At the same time, I was on the board of getting a food co-op started in Massachusetts. And I would, every time I traveled around the U.S., my main thing was to visit food co-ops and just check them out and compare them. And um, for my birthday a couple of years ago, my partner arranged like a, co- a food co-op tour of New England. So for a weekend, we visited about 12 different co-ops. And after I opened up the card that that's what we were going to do, it just hit me. I could make tours for vegans. And that's how it started. <laughs> I love when that happens. You just yeah. suddenly have that aha moment. Exactly. And it's because of of all that you had done before. Like I think that right. all right. of that kind of plays in. Yeah, I never ever envisioned myself having my own company. I was always a very 9 to 5 person, just leave work and I lived for my vacation time. I never spent vacation days in the US. I was always overseas. And once I reached four weeks vacation, I was just so ecstatic. And um, But when you're living your passion, it's funny. I mean, you can work 12, 14 hours a day and, and wish that the day were longer. And um, yeah, it's just I'm really, really enjoying it. So it sounds great. And tell us the website where we can get more information mm-hmm. and, and start looking you up and finding out what's okay, going so on. So it's um, www.vegjauntsandjourneys.com. And John's is J-A-U-N-T-S. Right. And then is and spelled out. Yes. So it's vegjauntsandjourneys.com. Right. And same name on Facebook and on Instagram. You can follow Kim. You can find out more. There's so much going on now with these vegan tours. We want to find out more. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. As newcomers flock to Asheville over the last 50 years, they joined with locals to breathe new energy into the city. 
Marilyn Ball traces the bonds of community that give rise to Asheville today in her book, The Rise of Asheville, an exceptional history of community building. It's available at Malaprops, Barnes & Noble, Loft on Broadway, and Amazon.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. It's time for the Gourmet Highway. Where is our good friend Doc Lawrence today? I think he's in Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, Doc. Hello, Marilyn. We're in Louisville, the international headquarters of Real Bourbon, and the city that Scott Fitzgerald said was the real home of the Great Gatsby. And you know, I think that's true. This great city on the Ohio River gave America ABC News legend Diane Sawyer and so many other wonderful celebrities that are part of the American scene. Here, the legend of the immortal Muhammad Ali was born, and here is his final resting place in a cemetery that also is the resting place of Colonel Harlan Sanders, think KFC Chicken. The Kentucky Derby is just around the corner, Maryland, and if you love great food, come on up and enjoy the cuisine at Jack Fry's, complete with live jazz. Hey, is that Jennifer Lawrence just coming in the door? Another Louisville native. This is the home of the Humana Festival for New American Plays at the renowned Actors Theater. It's a straight line from Louisville to Broadway when you go through this theater. They've had thousands of plays debut here, many going on to win every award you can imagine in New York. The theater is also the mainstay of Louisville's revitalization. Their downtown area is a pedestrian paradise. Those that love baseball, specifically baseball bats, come to Louisville. This is the home of Louisville Sluggers. The museum has autographed bats of Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, and most everybody you can think of. Join me at the luxurious Brown Hotel for lunch. Dinner tonight, there's only one choice. The Majestic Oak Room in the Regal Sealbach Hotel. Joining us will be International Bourbon Authority, Michael Feach, a Louisville resident and the author of great books on bourbon. We'll have an old-fashioned cocktail and maybe a mint julep. Marilyn, I think that's about all we have time for right now. I could spend hours talking about just bourbon alone and bourbon barrels and cooperage and great companies like Brown Foreman. Let's say goodbye to this city on a high note. Here's an old-fashioned I fix for you and for me, toasting to your happiness and all the listeners out there to Speaking of Travel. This is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway saying so long from Louisville. So long, Doc, and cheers, ching-ching, to you. Kim, when did you really start recognizing that you wanted to become a vegan? Now, vegetarian, you said you had been for quite some time. Right. But vegan, that's, that's a little step 
up. Yeah, vegan for me was just a little under three years ago. So everything came together at the same time that um, I thought my job would be winding down and that I became a vegan and that I knew that I wanted to move to North Carolina. So um, yeah, the timing just worked out really well. And it was basically like, starting, I mean, ending one 18-year part of my life and then starting something brand new with a new career, a new location, a new home, a new lifestyle. It's great. People um, sometimes forget how empowering new is. Change is hard, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, being like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. I know it. It's familiar. I'm, I'm in this familiar place. I'm, I'm going to shake it all up and do something different. That's, you know, I look at people like you who do that as being brave. Some people might say, ah, oh, that's just the way, it, that's just who I am. I see that as being very brave. You had a lifestyle, you were doing your thing for a long time, and now you're doing something completely different. Right. And your diet has changed. Yeah. And, you know, so tell me a little bit about the food tours that you're doing, mm-hmm. because... Where did that even uh, start in so your head? The um, Basically, I just wanted to have a, a tour company that did regular sightseeing like any other company, but that would have a vegan focus. So um, it's not just that we're almost exclusively eating at vegan restaurants and for sure vegetarian. Um, right now, the trips are going to places that I know are vegan friendly. So... That makes it a lot easier. And the only time we probably wouldn't be eating in a vegan restaurant is if, say, we were in a big city and then did a day trip. And maybe there wouldn't be a lot of options in the day trip um, town. But um, there usually is. Most of us know how to do workarounds or we could always bring a picnic from the main city or something like that. Um So in addition to the mainstream sightseeing and the vegan food, I really try to have other vegan focuses on the tours. For example, some of them are um, scheduled around going to vegan festivals or visiting an animal sanctuary, having a vegan cooking class. There are um, many European cities now that have half-day vegan walking tours. And um, we also try to connect with local vegans where we can. So I have an example coming up that I love. Um, I have a trip planned for April, um, two weeks to Prague, Vienna and Budapest. So I made a kind of Facebook group for that trip um, for people that might be interested in it to give them more information. And I saw that a woman who lived in Budapest joined the group. So I looked at her profile and saw that she works at one of the biggest museums in Budapest. It's basically the National Ethnographic Museum. So I messaged her and said, oh, do you think, you know, I said, I'm bringing this small group of vegans to Budapest. And do you think maybe you could give us a tour of your museum and then we can, um, you know, you can join us for dinner and it'll be our treat. And Well, it turns out right now, sadly, the museum is closed for a renovation for about two years, but she proceeded to invite us to her apartment for dinner, for a vegan dinner. Um, So this group is only probably 
going to have six people, so it's very、um, possible for her to do that. But that I think is just.、Uh, You know, an activity that would be so hard to find on a very large tour.、Um, and, you know, now we'll get to hear her perspective about veganism in Budapest. And,、um, yeah, just really looking forward to it. So I try to look for opportunities like that. And it's such a beautiful thing, you know, because not only are you sharing with the people who are going with you on your tour、um, adventure. And、um, opportunities that, as a solo traveler, not so much that you could organize all of that. But then, even more importantly, there's the people to people aspect.、Right. And, you know, that, that is what traveling is really all about. Exactly. Is getting to know other people, interacting with other cultures.、Um, Yeah, it's, it's not always about all the major sites. And、um, yeah, it's trying to find really the everyday type of things, experiences. And I spend a lot of time online looking for these types of possib- possibilities and resources. And we love possibilities <laughs> and we love resources. Motorcycling Magazine is a quarterly guide to the best rides and most interesting riders. Available in newsstands and at Blue Ridge Motorcycling Magazine.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away. Starting at Asheville Regional Airport, fly Allegiant, American, Delta, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and West North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. My guest today is Kim Giavaco, and she's the founder and chief tour guide of Veg Jaunts and Journeys, a full service travel agency and tour company specializing in travels for vegans. Kim, I'm ready to go on a trip with you, and I'm not even a vegan. So give me an idea of you were talking about the.、Um, Uh, being in Budapest and being with the woman, and she's gonna, she's invited、mm-hmm. you into her home. Give me an idea of what that meal would be like. Oh, so there are a few restaurants I think that we'll be going to that have typical 
Hungarian food, which I think would be vegan versions of goulash. And there could be things that are just what we call accidentally vegan. So when I was in Budapest last time, I came across a lot of um, cold fruit soups, which were actually very delicious. So it could be like a melon soup or a strawberry soup. And I think that that's something that would automatically be vegan. Um, So there might be only one or two restaurants that have typical Hungarian food that's been veganized. But um, lots of times, like for instance, in Berlin, there is a very large Vietnamese community there. And we had incredible vegan Vietnamese food, which I had actually never had in the U.S. before. Um, I didn't even really know about that until a local told me it wasn't on my itinerary. But once she suggested we go to this restaurant, which happened to be very close to our hotel, we ended up going, there were actually two places across the street from each other. And we went four times. We just kept going back. So, um, yeah, so uh, actually, um, Prague, Vienna, Budapest are all very vegan friendly. In Prague, there's, I think, 42 vegan restaurants, and they have actually a lot of raw vegan food there, which um, is always fun to try. Um, it's it's very labor intensive. If you were going to do that at home, it's not something I feel I could do on a regular basis. But um, I do definitely enjoy raw food once in a while, especially if it's made for me. <laughs> so, and there's lots of lots of interesting things that they could do. Well, it sounds like you learn so much uh, just by being at the destination right. as you're as you're traveling you're learning more so you have more that you can offer the next go round right right and because my groups are small um everything is very flexible things can easily be changed um if 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 we come across something really interesting um so after the uh that trip which i call jewels of central europe um i'm having a 6 day tour to Asheville in may um that one was actually my easy to fill. So people are coming from around the U.S. for that. And because it's really vegan paradise here. Um, and then in June, I have a trip to uh, Lisbon, Portugal with some day trips. And Portugal is really at the top of all the lists for the next place to visit in 2018. It's really becoming popular. And what I like about it is that um, it's a really good value. It's one of the least expensive European countries, especially Western European countries. Um and I have a local, an, an American who lives in Lisbon is helping me co-lead that trip. So she knows, you know, she has experience um, firsthand with all the vegan restaurants and all the new ones. And um, so I'm counting on her a lot for that. And she's also helping me lead uh, my tour to Italy, which will be, um, that starts August 31st. She used to be a tour guide in Rome. So we've started a really good partnership. Um, I should plug her website as well. It's called the nomadicvegan.com. Um, she, Wendy, has been to about 110 countries, fluent in many languages. She used to work um, as a translator at the United Nations in Geneva, Switzerland. And um, I'm just really grateful for the partnership that we've struck up. So she's a fantastic resource. It sounds to me that uh, being a part of this community uh, vegan community, if you will, is global. Yes. And 
I would imagine that people just love each other anyway, because you all are like-minded in the choices that you've made um, and must be so in other choices that you make as well. Yeah, there's so much sharing of resources. There, there's so many forums on Facebook, vegan travel, vegan women who travel, vegan travel bloggers. Um, it, it's a lot to keep up with, actually. But I learn so much from them um, because you'll come across real adventurous backpackers who you know, are really finding vegan food in unlikely places. So I keep notes of all those um, because not only do I have the tours, but I'm also a travel agent. So I help people like with vegan honeymoons and that type of thing. So I like to have lots of ideas for them if they're not sure on where they want to go. Um and then speaking of the community, um, yeah, here in Asheville, we're so fortunate with the a very active vegan community. And um, the newest thing that I've started that came out of this six-day tour is that the transportation company that I'm using, a local one here, they're also actually a, a tour company. They do brewery tours and waterfall tours. They asked me to make a half-day vegan tour of Asheville that will be offered, you know, kind of on demand whenever we have a minimum of six people. Um, the first one is this Saturday, and it's something that we hope to do on a monthly basis and then see what might grow out of that. We might um, end up adding like adventure activities in Asheville or turn it into a, you know, a vegan adventure yoga type thing in Asheville that's for multiple days. I mean, there's, yeah, we have lots of it ideas. It is endless for sure. Now, can we find out all this information about these trips, your tours, or, or your website, the, um, say it again, it's vegjohnsonjourneys.com. And then there's a tour section on the website with everything that's upcoming. That's great. So it's got all the dates and, and information. You know, this is a whole new, it's, it's like pioneering mm -hmm. <laughs> into a whole new um, realm. Right. New ways of thinking, new ways of eating, new ways of bringing community together. What do you see for the future, you've got so many tours. When are you ever home? Yeah, <laughs> and veganism is really growing. So um, I think I have enough ideas for about the next 10 years or so until I possibly retire. Um, and new things are popping up all the time. There's actually a lot of um, hotels, especially in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, that are vegan and or vegetarian hotels. So it's possible to have retreats there or to have that be the base and then do sightseeing out from there. Um, and, and, and also th there's lots of uh, vegan and vegetarian hotels in Asia as well. So, Well, what would, you, what would you say, Kim, to somebody who's listening and thinking, you know, I, I, would, I would consider making this um, – a lifestyle choice mm -hmm. to to move into that. Yep. There are so many resources available online. Um, even now at pretty much any grocery store at the checkout, there's vegan and plant-based magazines. Um, 
There are so many websites. It's unbelievable. And cookbooks. <laughs> we can hardly keep up with everything. So um, if anybody would like to email me, I can direct them to more specific things with pleasure. Um, yeah, and it's it's really not it, – it's become so much easier even just in the past five years. Wow. Uh, maybe even three years. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely it, – like you said, there are so many resources. So we'll send people to your website, mm-hmm. which is – say it one more time so everybody knows. www.vegjauntsandjourneys.com. And Kim Giovacco right. is your name, and we can email you, find out more information, Absolutely. sign up. It sounds like we have lots of options. Yeah, I have a monthly newsletter where um, I, I announce the new tours, but also talk about vegan travel in general. That is so great. Thank you, Kim, so much for being on the show. It's really wonderful to meet you, and I'm looking forward to going on one of your trips. Thanks for having me. lovely. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out and have a great day, great week, and think about, you know, step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Do something a little bit different. Try a new food. Try a new restaurant. Get onto Kim's website. But remember, no matter what you do, don't postpone joy. Bye.